It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to... A non-victory Monday edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us nonetheless. I am your host, Chris Russell. Coming up on today's show, we will go over the 30-15 to loss yesterday, Sunday, in the desert in Glendale, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. And we will hear from head coach Ron Rivera, and if time allows, a little bit from Dwayne Haskins as well. This football season, guys, will be different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how much you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. You know, I love Pepsi. I've always loved Pepsi, Diet Pepsi specifically. And there is nothing like watching a football game with an ice-cold Diet Pepsi. The problem is, is I want five, maybe ten, and I have to somewhat control myself. But Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching? Go check them out at madeforfootballwatching.com. Com. All right, so 30-15, to 15, your final score in Glendale, Arizona on Sunday afternoon. It was a horrific start for the Washington football team, much like uh, last week. As a matter of fact, there were jokes aplenty, and I was making some of them about, oh, 17-0, right where you want them. But I did also say, uh, I think at, uh, at 14 to nothing, I said, you know, some people are going to say that once the Washington football team gets them down 17 to nothing that that's right where you want them. And I said that was kind of a stupid thing to say because Arizona's much better on offense uh, than much better than the Philadelphia Eagles, which certainly allowed and contributed uh, to that comeback win in week one. But thank goodness for that because Washington would be 0-2 if they didn't get off the mat. They never really did get off the mat when the game meant anything on Sunday afternoon in Arizona, the final score, 30-15. to 15. We're going to hear from Ron Rivera, and uh, as time allows, Dwayne Haskins. A little bit from him. We'll finish up with him more on the next episode. But here's the bottom line. You know, it's easy to just kind of dismiss things, right, and, and say, well, you know, DeAndre Hopkins' four-yard touchdown pass from Kyler Murray was a wide-open coverage bust, and it was. Landon Collins, Fabian Moreau just did not know what each was doing. One was expecting one to do another, and Landon Collins kind of got caught napping. Uh, we don't know exactly why, uh, other than you'll hear from Ron Rivera. He talked about a communication breakdown. We don't know exactly why, but... 
clearly they were expecting something different. Um, and communication is going to happen or miscommunication is going to happen. It's a complicated sport and there's split second decisions. The problem is, is it's happened a lot to the Washington football team on the back end specifically over the last couple of years. And, you know, it was one of the things that right from the very get-go, Jack Del Rio noticed and harped on and drilled. And maybe this is still the byproduct of no OTAs and no preseason games. Or maybe it's just harder than we think it is, right? It probably is. And here's what I know. Optically, it was a bad look. But the reason why that touchdown and that touchdown drive happens is because a Washington could not contain Kyler Murray on the read option or on the read keepers. Uh, they kept crashing. Um, Montez Sweat did once. Ryan Kerrigan did once, and nobody was there to clean it up. Now again, they may be taught to crash down and go with reckless abandon to the running back, to the ball, uh, and to the mesh point. Uh, That is what a high school, I believe, coach yelled at me about on Twitter on Sunday. Uh, He said, I was driving him crazy. Here's what I know. Yes, they're probably taught to play the dive or taught to play the mesh point. But you have to have some awareness You can't go in reckless abandon. And if Jack Del Rio and if the defensive line coach Sam Mills III and if Ron Rivera are teaching them to go in with reckless abandon with no instinct at all for the fact that Kyler Murray might pull it out, I I think that's an absurd philosophy, quite honestly. I'm sorry. I, I don't agree with it. Like, go in... And maybe that's your main assignment, but you don't go in with no regard for Kyler Murray. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And so Washington got burned by it twice on that opening drive. But in conjunction with that, two special teams penalties, a illegal block on Cam Sims backed them up 12 yards from their 20 to their 8 to start their first possession for Washington, and then Khalid Hudson held on Tressway's punt on fourth down. The ball was punted from, I think, right around the Washington goal line, and Arizona caught it right around their 42-yard line. It was going to be field, good field position anyway, but Khalid Hudson's hold, uh, and Tressway got run into, so you, know, you can make an argument that Tressway should have been given at least, uh, you know, or or Arizona should have been given a five-yard penalty for running into the kicker. Khalid Hudson's penalty moved it from the Arizona 42 to the Washington 48. So that's 10 yards there. So you're looking at a difference of 22 yards worth of field position. Now, that may not seem like a big deal because they were on different plays in different circumstances, but 22 yards of field position to that offense, to that locomotive, to that electricity is not what you want to do. So those two special teams mistakes, penalties, you know, and and situations, I think cost Washington dearly to start the game. 
nobody will talk about this, but it drove me crazy. Uh, and I started tweeting about it right away, and I was all over it. And I do think it was important because, again, no guarantee that you hold them off the scoreboard, no guarantee that if you make them drive 75 or 80 yards that they don't score a touchdown. There's no guarantees, but make them work harder for it. A 48-yard drive is like here. Take it on a silver platter. Here, please, please score on me. And then you make the communication mistake, and it's a disaster. So it was seven to nothing, Arizona. Even before you really knew what hit you, four twenty-two in. Um, actually, more than four twenty-two in. It was at the four twenty-two mark, I should say. Uh, Ten plays, forty-eight yards, and then Kyler Murray goes in on a fourteen-yard touchdown run. Um, you have missed tackling by Troy Apke. You have. Um, Another short field drive, six plays, 40 yards. This was after Kyler Murray throws an interception picked off by Landon Collins. Great read, great jump. Again, makes up for the mistake that he had uh, on the first drive for the first touchdown. But then Haskins is under all sorts of pressure, under siege. I think he gets sacked on one play, um, and you know that one was on a twist or a stunt, Jaron Christian, uh, probably who I would assign the blame to. I assume others would as well. And then Chandler Jones recovers a fumble because he, meaning Haskins, is lit up by, um, uh, who was it, Corey Phillips, I think it was, um, that uh, actually, it was Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips, not Corey Phillips. Corey Peters. I'm sorry. He had a sack, too. Uh, Jordan Phillips uh, forces the fumble. He gets inside of Brandon Sheriff. Second sack this year that Brandon Sheriff is allowed. And he blows up Dwayne Haskins. Sack, forced fumble, recovered by Chandler Jones. And Washington, which had first and goal, like right around their 10-yard line. I think it was first and goal. Maybe it was first and 10, right at the 10 and a half. You get the point. They didn't have very far to go, and they blow it, and they give that field position right back and that opportunity right back, and you're down 7 to nothing at that point. You could have easily tied the game up or at least 7-3 and, and, and got some momentum, and you know maybe your defense comes out a little bit juiced. No. Instead, it did not, and it leads to, again, a Kyler Murray 14-yard touchdown, again on a short field, six plays, 40 yards. Zane Gonzalez would add a 49-yarder, another short field, um, you know, but I I mean, obviously, for a field goal, it's a little bit different. 46 yards, 157 on that drive to make it 17 to nothing at the 11:29 mark of the second quarter. Then Zane Gonzalez would add a chip shot, 33-yard field goal, capping off a 10-play, 75-yard drive, four minutes and three seconds. Dustin Hopkins would finally get Washington on the board with a 24-yard field goal on a 10-play, 51-yard, nearly five-minute drive. Then Murray would have another. Another 21-yard touchdown run uh, for a 12-play, 75-yard drive, 357. Terry McLaurin would finally get the Washington first touchdown of the game, a 24-yard pass, quick little, uh, quick game, you know, capping off a 75-yard drive, and he just rocketed out of there and exploded out of there, and it came from the slot, something that he has talked about doing more of this year. Antonio Gibson with an 11-yard touchdown run. 
And that was his first NFL touchdown to make it 27-15. But because Washington had failed on the two-point conversion on the McLaurin touchdown, Ron Rivera was presented an interesting challenge. Down 12, he's trying to make it a 10-point game instead of an 11-point game. So that's the decision-making process there, right? He's trying to get it from... You know, when the first two-point conversion fails and you're down 27 to 9 still, you're down by 18. Um, so at that point, you still need three scores. So they score again, and it's 27 to 15. So now you're down by 12 with the choice of going one or two. And one would get you to 11, which would mean you'd need a touchdown and a field goal to tie. 10 would obviously mean you would need a touchdown and a field goal uh, to uh, a touchdown and a field goal uh, to tie. But again, going for the uh, when, when you go for the two point conversion and you fail on the first touchdown and it's still 27 to nine, that leaves an 18 point gap. Then you go get that second touchdown that leaves a 12 point gap. Again, 12 points different than 11 points, which if they would have kicked the extra point on the first one, it would have been 11 already. Then you kick the extra point and then you at least get to two scores. But what you do in one situation kind of affects another. We're going to have to dive into that with Ron Rivera because that was a little bit curious there. Um, after you miss the first two-point conversion, and again, you get that second touchdown, it's 27-15, uh, I would prefer to make it an 11-point game. Yes, you still need a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal, so technically you need two scores still, but as opposed to missing it, and it's, again, a 27-15, now you need two touchdowns. So, like, if you kick the extra point and make it a 27-16 game, then you know you need a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal. You don't need two touchdowns. But if you miss on the two-point conversion, now you've missed twice, you're still down by 12 and now you still need the two touchdowns. And maybe some would argue that it's not that big of a deal. But I I mean, I think it is a big deal. Touchdown or a field goal. What do you need? If the game got close again, down the stretch. And ultimately, it didn't. Because Zane Gonzalez would kick a 28-yard field goal, capping off a 74-yard drive as Arizona just kind of toyed with Washington the rest of the day and made it 30-15 to now. There was some criticism for Ron Rivera or some questioning that he didn't use timeouts down the stretch. He's going to explain why he did not do that right off the bat next, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast as we hear from the head coach, Ron Rivera, after a 30-15 to loss in Arizona. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here with you for Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our community. Whether they're our corner stores, our favorite coffee shops, or our favorite local shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us out by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us in the community. 
And right now, more than ever, guys, local businesses need our support. So now it's time to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Let's get to head coach Ron Rivera right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, courtesy of uh, Sam Fortier from the Washington Post out in Arizona and Washington football. Can, can you start with Dwayne's Day? Obviously not, not a great first half, and then uh, a little bit more at the end. Yeah, but, you know, unfortunately early on he missed some opportunities. And, again, you know, you, you, you just – when you get chances, you, you, you can't miss them. And, and, unfortunately, we did. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. We did not play very well. We have a chance to take a look at this tape and, and see if we're putting the players in position to have success too. we got to make sure we're doing the things that we as coaches uh, do to help our players uh, play better and win football games. Uh, for you, um, there at the end of the game, any thought to using the timeouts and, and trying to get the ball back? No. Uh, at that point um, – I don't want to expose my players to injury. It's a long season. We've got 14 games left to play. We've got an opportunity to learn and grow. Uh, and that's probably to me a little bit more important right now than, 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 than exposing our guys to getting injured um, in, in, in a situation like that. I just, you got to be careful. We lost a guy today. Uh, we'll see how he is come tomorrow. But again, I'm not going to expose guys to certain situations and circumstances. Anything you can tell us about Brandon? Other than he's, uh, he's, he's got a leg injury? No. Ron, you were so enthusiastic after last week, and there seemed yep. so much enthusiasm. I mean, does this take sting? Uh, you know, does this take something out of that, or is there something to be learned out of today? There it is. There's, there's a lot to be learned out of this, Les. I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is this is a great learning experience because, again, um, we played two teams today. We played them and ourselves. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. We hurt ourselves in that first half, and you can go back and look at it. You know, we get into third and long situations, we give up big plays. Uh, we, 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 we take the ball away, we give it right back. Uh, we, we, we force a punt, we fumble the football. And we can't do those things. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not experienced enough to do it. We're a good football team, but we're not experienced enough to overcome helping the other team beat you. You know, and that's part of it. I told the players that today. I said, hey, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, guys, you know, it's, it's tough enough to try to beat somebody, but when you help them, that, that's, that's even tougher. Was there one of those that was going to stick with you forever in the first uh, in that first half today? It won't stick with me forever, but 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 again, you know, we turned the ball over to um, you know in, in, in a situation where um, you know we we got the ball in the red zone. I mean, Colin Colin makes a great interception, puts us in position. We we get the ball uh, you know in the red zone, have a chance, and then we turn it over. I mean, it was, it was something very simple, something very basic. I mean, I got to take a look at the tape to see exactly what happened with the pass rush. Also, what did uh, Dwayne see? You know, what what. What was his read? So, you know, we got some stuff to look at, and, and that's the that's the beauty of it. We'll get an opportunity to study, and we'll learn from it. Ron, 
Are you able to tell us what happened with um, the first touchdown by the Cardinals? It looked like there was some miscommunication in coverage down there. That's unfortunately exactly what happened. We, we, we had a specific coverage on, and unfortunately we had uh, a little miscommunications on the release. You know, we, we, we do certain things off of releases, and apparently, um, you know, the two players didn't see it the, the, the same, so that's something we've got to get corrected. Able to contain yep. Kyler today, uh, his talent, mis-execution, wearing down with the number of plays they ran, or, or some combination of all three? I don't think we got wore down. Uh, I think you got to give credit to the young man. He's a heck of a football player, and and when you're not stopping any phase of their game, you know they got an opportunity to do what they want. If you're not stopping their run game, they can throw the ball. If they're throwing the ball well, and you know stopping it, they can run it. So you know we never really put ourselves in position. The only time we did that was we got them in the second and third long. You know when you have success, you've got to sustain. If you have a normal OTA, normal offseason, normal training camp, normal preseason, do you think? you change your decision making at all with regard to the timeouts at the end of the game? No, I, I don't. Again, okay. I don't want to expose our guys to certain injuries, certain situations. I mean, you know, at that point, it's, it's a little different. It's a little fruitless to, to, to go out there and expose guys to, to, to getting hurt. Um, yeah, if, 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 if to me, if I felt the game was closer and in hand, yeah, I, I probably would have done it. But I'm not going to do that. To me, that doesn't make sense. I, I've played this game as well as coach it, and I've seen guys try to do things and call timeouts and, and, and then run a play and somebody gets hurt. Uh, that, that to me is is, is, is counter, you know, counterproductive of what we're trying to do. And we're trying to develop a football team and give guys opportunities to play. Well, I'd hate to lose a guy on a situation like that while you know, when you lose the game. Ron, have you noticed a common thread between the slow starts from last week and today? Yeah, we turn the ball over. You can't turn the ball over. We make mistakes. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things where we have to sustain the success. And when you, without looking at any of the film, what was the thing that you were probably the most disappointed by with the team? What's, what the mistakes we made, the turnovers uh, on offense? Um, you know, again, as I said, being second and one a few times and not converting. You know what I'm saying, I mean, it'd been great to go from second and one to first and ten. You know, because now you feel like you've created a little momentum. Defensively, was the inconsistency of, of, of getting the second and long. So, you know, instead of being in second and short, third and short. You know, a, a part of it is when, when, when you, in my opinion, when you make Kyler have to stand back there and, and, and read through his progressions on third and long, second and long, that's a different game. But when you give him an option to use his athleticism and ability, now you're, you know, you're hanging on. I mean, he's, as I said, he's a dynamic young football player. To a second one situation, we call a specific play, and certain then the defense throws something at you. You've got to react a specific way. We're not quite there right now, and again, you know, we'll see. I mean, get a chance to really break the tape down and look at what happened and talk about the the, the, the opportunities we had. And and again, I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to put this all on anybody else other than to say that we as coaches have to take a look at what we're doing too to make sure we're doing the things to help the players. Hey, Ron, I, I apologize if this has already been asked. I got here a, a touch late. Um, any sense that you can maybe use some of the fourth quarter success that you guys finally got the offense going as a carryover momentum or when the score is 27-3 like it was, uh, does that kind of, I, I don't know, take away from any momentum building? No, it doesn't. I mean, again, it's an opportunity to learn from. I told the players, it's a great opportunity to learn. Well, you know, you're not going to win all the battles. You get in a fight every now and then, you get, you know, you're not going to win them all. You have to learn from them, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back. We're going to watch the tape. We're going to scrutinize the 
calls. We're going to scrutinize the players, and, uh, and and we'll all be judged on what happened. And, and and you know, this is history, and there's nothing we can do about what just happened other than to learn from it. So if we don't learn from this, then we just wasted an opportunity. And so that's what you know. That's what Monday afternoon will be when we get back. We'll sit down with the players. We'll watch the tape. We'll talk about the game. You know, we'll talk about the corrections that need to be made, and uh, and we're most certainly going to go forward because we get, you know we got to start getting ready for Cleveland. But uh, in the meantime, this is like I said, this is history. We're going to learn from history, and we're going to we're going to learn to correct things, and we're going to learn to get better, and we're going to continue to grow. I mean, again, this is one football game. We got 14 left to play. Hey, Ron, on the broadcast, it said that you didn't get a planned IV at halftime. Um, were you just feeling all right? And then did you yes. address the group um, at halftime, and what was your message there? Um, well, you know, for the most part, um, you know, I, I, I was drinking a lot of Gator, a lot of water on the sideline. And um, for the most part, you know, I've always kind of learned as a player, when you feel like you have to use the bathroom at halftime, that means you're hydrated. So I felt pretty good. It wasn't hot out there like it was uh, last Sunday. So, um, you know, I felt pretty good going in. So I, I skipped it. Um, uh, my message to the guys was, hey, you know, there's nothing we can do about the first quarter. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll learn from it, but we have an opportunity to go out and play some football, see what happens. And, and, and I really wanted to see what was going to happen. And uh, I thought some of our guys bowed their necks and stepped up. And, you know, unfortunately, we missed a couple of opportunities to stop them. Uh, we had a couple of opportunities to get the ball, and uh, we had a couple of opportunities to score. And, uh, you know, we're going to grow from it. All right, so that is Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington football team after a 30-15 to 15 loss in Glendale, Arizona. The Washington football team 1-1 heading to Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns this upcoming Sunday. When we return, we'll put the icing on the cake right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Built Bar. Guys, after a good workout to get your day started on your way home as you're sitting in whatever traffic you might still be sitting in, you might get hungry, right? We all get hungry. We need that little boost. And one perfect healthy way to get the boost you need and to get wonderful, wonderful, wonderful taste and quality is through a Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, including uh, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, among the new flavors. Also, their 12 original flavors. Try the peanut butter brownie. If you love chocolate and you love peanut butter and you love brownie, oh, you cannot go wrong. Also, I've had the mint uh, brownie. That's pretty good, too. And the regular peanut butter. I'm a big peanut butter guy, if you couldn't tell. That's awesome as well. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, they are built for the health-conscious dude. Yeah, man, absolutely. Low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for whatever diet you're on, great for your tummy, great for your mental well-being to get something great tasting that also is good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK on and you'll get $10 off your next order. Do it right now, guys. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to hear from Dwayne Haskins. The audio is really tough to to hear and to deal with, and I don't have a whole lot of time. So what we'll do is we'll bypass Dwayne Haskins. I'll see if I can get a better audio quality and leveling on it. Um, just not enough time to kind of go through the game the way we do uh, and also hear from Rivera and Dwayne Haskins uh, on top of that. Again, not great uh, audio. In terms of inside the numbers, Dwayne Haskins was 19 of 33, 223, a touchdown, no picks. Um, He did have a turnover because of the sack forced fumble. Whether that's his fault or not, the bottom line is is it is a turnover. His rating, an 88-3. Ironically, and this was pointed out, Kyler Murray with an 88-3 rating as well. He was 26 of 38, 286, a touchdown and a pick. He was far, far more explosive, obviously, in terms of throwing the football. I mean, what a gun this guy has and great mobility, obviously. Plus, he then ran for two touchdowns. 8 for 67 on the ground. Kenyon Drake also creased the Washington football team uh, on the run. 20 carries for 86 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, 8 catches, 68 yards, the opening touchdown. And really, outside of Andy Isabella, everyone else was kind of, for the most part, Kept in track. Christian Kirk had a 49-yard long bomb touch, uh, not not a touchdown, a long bomb catch um, on you know a sprint bootleg past Ronald Darby and Andy Isabella had a 54-yard bomb as he split Troy Apke and Jimmy Moreland uh, just by running a vertical route. Andy Isabella is a guy who is very productive at a smaller. Uh, program in UMass, but very, very, very productive. Actually coached in college at UMass by former Washington wide receiver Leonard Hankerson. So that's kind of an interesting connection uh, there. In terms of the overall game statistics, Washington, again, struggling on third down, 4 of 12. 33% not going to cut it. They were 28% last week. Just simply not good enough. They gave up 438 net yards. Six yards per play on 73 plays. Meanwhile, the turnovers, again, were a problem for Washington. They had two. Arizona had the one that we talked about. We told you about the one Dwayne Haskins sack force fumble. Brandon Sheriff got beat on. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, by the way, hurt left the game late in the first half, got his ankle slash lower leg crunched, rolled up on. It did not look very good. I'm highly doubtful that you see him this Sunday in Cleveland and maybe perhaps anytime soon. Uh, Looked like Wes Schweitzer did a pretty decent job uh, at right guard filling in for him, but that's still a big injury. But back to the numbers, Arizona, top 
time of possession, 33 minutes and 45 seconds. And that's without even being great on third down. They were 7 of 17, not terrible. They weren't great on third down, yet held the ball for 33 minutes and 45 seconds. Just too many three and outs, too many problems on Washington's offense for the first three quarters of the game. Yes, they came alive in the fourth quarter with the two touchdowns that they scored. Great. Congratulations. That's awesome. That gives you a little bit of momentum, but not enough. I mean, you just can't you can't play and sleepwalk for three quarters in this league and expect to win every week. Last week it was almost a half. This week it was three quarters. At the end of the third quarter, you know, it was twenty to three, but very early in the fourth quarter it was twenty seven to three. Game's over at that point. Game's over at that point. And yet People are still going to blow up the whole timeout situation. I know Dallas made a great comeback against Atlanta. I got it. Different situation, in my opinion. Different situation. So, uh, to me, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, is it something to ask about? Sure, but it's not that big of a deal. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, Again, we will have another episode. We'll try and get that Dwayne Haskins audio cleared up, maybe a little Kevin Pierre Lewis as well. Ron Rivera going to speak Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock if all goes well. That was moved up last week, so you never know. All hands on deck, and uh, we get you ready for the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, and all the boys um, coming for this Washington defense, which definitely needs to play a lot better next Sunday than they did this past Sunday. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.